0: This NFL Week 17 Thursday Night Football Player Props edition of the NFL Propcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. welcome everyone to the Propcast, part of the sports gambling podcast network it is wednesday december the 27th currently a 106 on the east coast here to get into our thursday night football player props for the week 17 matchup between the new york jets and the cleveland browns two teams that are going in opposite directions here but not the fault of the New York Jets. We'll talk about it here in a second. But joining me, we got our full house here. First up, it's my main man, Rod
1: Gomez. Rod, how's it going, my friend? Pretty good, but I, I'm wondering how could we not have flexed this game out of Thursday night? I, in all the powers that the NFL has, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't figure out a way to flex this one out. I'm sure there's a better game out there to put in this slot. But, uh, I mean, listen, you can make money off of bad games as we've been doing all season long. So, I guess this is just another one.
0: It's just a theme that uh, as soon as we think it can't get any worse, it just does does get uh, worse for us every single week. And I think we've said that uh, ever since like week one or week two. Uh, I know we had a couple of good games in there, but um, yeah, it just keeps on getting worse and worse. But hey. We only have a uh, I think one more left. I think this is the last Thursday night football game, if I'm not mistaken, guys. So yeah, we gotta enjoy it here. This is our last Thursday night football um episode of the uh football season. So hopefully we end it on a high note. also joining us, I got my guy here with me as well. It's crispy and Chris, what's going
2: on, my man? What's up, you know? What's up, right? Uh it, I, I guess I would say I was gonna say excited to you know to get into the I guess I am excited to talk about the props. I don't know much about watch the game, like you said, right? But uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a blessing to be able to watch football, and um, we we do get a you know like a a resurgence from Joe Flacco in, in primetime football. So I guess we I guess we got a little to talk about, you know. And uh, the Jets haven't been good, of course, like you said. Uh, you know, if these two teams are going in separate ways, but always still like you know pretty exciting to be able to kind of go in here. And I think this is what. You know, this is like the professionalism that you have to have when you're handicapping these props on a weekly basis because you look into these games and you're like, oh, my God, his passing yards are sitting at 166. Like, what are are we about to get into? And, uh, you know, you you still got to go through and do your due diligence to, you know, find ways to be able to make money, and hopefully that's what we're able to do here.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it's – I mean, we can start with it there, right, the Cleveland Browns, like you mentioned there, Chris, that Joe Flacco just looks like – uh, the quarterback, uh, a little bit that led the Baltimore Ravens to their uh Super Bowl championship way back in the day when they played uh, at that time called the uh Superdome in New Orleans. Um, but I mean, he's been an absolute terror. I know we'll probably have some player props on him as well, but um, I mean, look, give credit to the Cleveland Browns. I know when the, the injury happened to Deshaun Watson, that it was either going to be DTR, um, being at that quarterback position, but they went out and got Joe Flacco, and Flacco, despite you know back-to-back weeks of throwing interceptions of two or more, over the last two weeks, he's led them to three straight wins. They're sitting as a ten-win team. Are the Cleveland Browns? He's had three hundred plus passing yards in three straight weeks as well. So uh, it looks like Joe Flacco has turned back the clock of the, uh, the or the, the 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 turned back the clock a little bit, um, and, and looks in really good form here. Um, so again, the Cleveland Browns, number one, not only are going to make it into the playoffs, but they are still uh, in that conversation uh, to be or are or, uh, or sorry to win this AFC North division uh, right now that, like I mentioned, they have a record of 10 and five. They're sitting atop of sorry. They are in second place in that AFC North. Uh, the uh, Baltimore Ravens have clinched the division is what I should say, or a to a playoff berth. But. Um, They are well on their way. The Cleveland Browns are uh, to a playoff spot sitting there with 10 wins and they've taken care of business at home. Seven and one are the Cleveland Browns. Another home game here for the Cleveland Browns. But um, Ron, anything else you want to add about this Browns team and what you've kind of seen with Joe Flacco at that uh, quarterback position?
1: It's very interesting to see that he has was the guy. I mean, everyone was like, "Oh, Joe Flacco, what off the couch? And all of a sudden he just proves that age has no limit and that he can actually get it done. But I also think that this is a testament to the team that the Browns actually put together. I mean, if you can only imagine what this team would have been like from day one uh, with, with, maybe Joe Flacco. I don't know, but uh, just the fact that the Browns are, are are fighting and scrapping with what is not necessarily the greatest of rosters. You know, you got Amari Cooper and you got Ninjoku and you've got Ford back there. And it's like, it's kind of a cast of who else around him. So uh, yeah, the Browns, they're going to be dangerous. I don't know that they'll make a deep run, but I I think really you gotta, you gotta give it to these guys for building a team. That's uh, competitive right now, heading into the last parts of the season.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, like you mentioned, it. It seems like maybe uh, Joe Flacco had a conversation with Tom Brady, and then uh, maybe got on his diet before uh, he got that phone call from the Cleveland Browns. But hey, look, he's looked really good, like we've mentioned. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on, on the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco and how this team has had a lot of success after all the guaranteed money that they have paid to Sean Watson? Looks like it's uh, not looking very good for them.
2: <laughs> That's the one thing that kind of jumped out to me. I think Ron kind of said it best already, but just. Kind of piggybacking off of that, man. I just feel like we've seen such mediocrity from the quarterback position in the NFL this season. we see so many bad secondary quarterbacks after some of these guys have gone down to injury. And to have Joe Flacco come in and just, like you said, you know, just turn back the hands of Tom. Like, we owe this man, like, a standing ovation. Like, they should (laughs) show up to Cleveland and have a parade just with Joe Flacco. I mean, you look at this guy's numbers, no, no backup has come in and done what he's been able to do over these past few weeks and teams with, you know, literally it's, it's. I mean, he's, he's putting a better number than a lot of the starters in the NFL, let alone the backups that's coming in, you know, that is uh, quote unquote his contemporary. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is pretty um, it's pretty amazing, you know, especially when we think about how, like you said, Deshaun Watson really, really struggled. And I know we, I, I know I was kind of high on Deshaun Watson coming into the season, but, you know, thinking that last year he just kind of needed to get, you know, get his footing. Um, but yeah, I mean, this it just wasn't the year for him. You see him go down with the injuries. He tries to come back. He battles back. He gets injured again, and he just never really had any of those like really breakout performances that we, you know, we really kind of. He wasn't able to string together, string them together anyway. So, um, shout out to Flacco, man. Flacco is really, you know, he, you you just you, you said it. You know, if stayed ten and five, they won what three straight games? I want to say. Yeah. And and I think a lot of it, like like Rod, go back to what Wyatt said. This is the last point I make. Going back to what Rod said, just kind of putting this team in place to say, hey, look, if we do get a quarterback that, that can, like, you know, do what they're supposed to do, and we don't need a lot, right, because the defense is really, really good. We just need you to take care of the ball. We need you to go down, uh, you know, kind of game manage almost. But if you can do more than that, and Flacco has in the last few weeks, then we we could potentially, you know, upset the ante, you know. So, um, yeah, both both things. Uh, like Rod said, just kind of having all the kind of pieces in place. The defense is really, really solid, of course. Uh, they do a pretty good job on, on all three levels of of, of the game. And uh, then you bring in, you know, superhero Joe Flacco, and, and this is the result that you get.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, on the flip side for the Jets, I mean, I guess not a lot to talk about with the injury that did occur to Aaron Rodgers uh, in week one against the Buffalo Bills on Monday night football. And uh, they've kind of been going through that quarterback carousel as well. And now they have Trevor Simeon starting at that uh, quarterback position for the New York Jets. But um, look, this talent, this offense is, uh, and this team, I should say, is really talented. I know they're, I think their owner or uh, front office already came out and said that Robert Sala and the GM are going to be back next season. And again, you can't blame them um, for not bringing them back after had the injury to the most important position, possibly in all of sports at that quarterback position with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, there's rumors of Aaron Rodgers possibly trying to come back and, Obviously, you know, them being officially eliminated from the playoff contingent, there is no real reason to, for him to be out there and just fully recover from that uh, torn Achilles. So uh, if you're a Jets fan, there are better days ahead. Hopefully that you get a healthy squad next season with Aaron Rodgers back at the quarterback position. Uh, gentlemen, before we get into the Thursday night football player props here for the uh, last game of the <sighs> Breaks my heart. Thursday night football for the season. Let me tell everyone about uh prize picks. Uh prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now we can also play during the basketball season, too, right? College football, sorry, college basketball is underway, and obviously the NBA. It's pretty simple. You select two or more players. Pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. And like I mentioned, with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across basketball and football from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron and Travis Kelsey combined at a 10.5 projection of three-pointers made and receptions. Well, you can do that over on Prize Picks, And you can also play along some of your favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community every single week. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in place even if one of your players get injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Picks is the only daily fantasy, fantasy sports platform within the injury insurance policy PricePix is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types where we can make Picks number one daily fantasy sports app. PricePix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, PricePix discounts certain players' projections up to 25% to provide even more value. They even offer Apple Pay now for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So all I got to do is go to pricepicks.com and use promo code SGPN for that first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com using promo code SGPN. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our player props here for the Thursday night football game. Uh, Rod, lead us off.
1: So we just spent all of the intro pumping up Joe Flacco. I'm going to deflate that balloon. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe Flacco's passing yards. It's set at 230 and a half. Look, I'm taking the under on this. You're going to say to me, Rod, that's insane. He's got games of 368, 374, 311, 254. How could you take the under on that? Well, it's just because this Jets defense is that damn good. They actually are allowing the second fewest passing yards per game so far. This 168.6 yards per game. You would not think that. Given all the struggles that the Jets have had this season, defense has not necessarily been one of those struggles. So, one sixty-eight point six per game uh, passing yards that the uh, the Jets are allowing last three games, one hundred and thirty-seven point six. You want to know what the quarterbacks have done uh, against these uh, these Jets defense? Now, granted, you say to me, okay, but he went up against Jacoby. They went up against Jacoby Brissett last week, and and he gave up a hundred yards there. I get it, Sam Howell fifty-six, but Look at, he. they've held Tua two, uh, 224 the last time these guys met, 243 the time before that. Josh Allen, 275, and I get it, this is all over 230, right? Some of these, uh, I know Josh Allen over 230, it's 275, but they're holding Josh Allen to 275. I, I know that Joe Flacco has seen uh, his fair share of resurgence, but Justin Herbert, 136, uh, Jalen Hurts, they held to 280, Mahomes, 203, Prescott, 255, Allen the first time, 236. Look, these are, env- well, not MVP quarterbacks, but these are all elite quarterbacks that they have held to under 300 yards and sometimes in and around under the 230 mark. So if they can do that to Tua, if they can do that to Mahomes, if they can do that to Dak, if they can do that to Allen, they can do that to Flacco. Again, I know I know we're on one right now. I know Flacco's putting up monster numbers, but this this defense has been very stingy against them. And listen, the teams are running more against this Jets team. 126.2 yards in the bottom third of the league as far as uh, yards allowed on the ground for the Jets. So, I mean, again, this Jets defense has been a lot better than the offense. And I think if they had a better offense, they might've, they might have won more games, but I, I think we're in for a, a quieter game from Joe Flacco. I don't even think he's going to need to pass the ball all that much anyways, to begin with, uh, because I, I know if you look at Ford's numbers, it's not great either. But um, again, I, I don't think there's going to need to be a whole lot of offense to win this game for the Browns. So I, I don't think that Flacco's going to need to pass and I don't think he's going to be able to pass for nearly as much as he's been able to the last few games. So give me Joe Flacco under 230 and a half. You can find this at minus one Oh five over on DK.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you take a look out, like you mentioned, Rod, that over the past, what, since week 12, no quarterback or sorry, only one quarterback has gone over this projection, which was Tua. Um, but even on the season long stats, they're only allowing a hundred and about 186 yards passing through there. And I know one, one game that was with uh, Tommy DeVito, who only had seven, um, Tyrod Taylor and Tommy David combined for seven passing yards, which brings the numbers down a little bit. But there's been more games than not this season where quarterbacks have gone uh under this number of 230 and a half, and rightfully so, right? Because the Jets defense at the beginning of the year, when we did our division previews, we talked about it how the Jets r- pass defense. Was going to be elite, especially in the you know with Sauce Gardner back there and the improvements that they have made, and also with Robert Sala at the head coaching position, being a defensive minded football or sorry, a head coach. So, um, it, it's again, you know, when we talk about some of these backup quarterbacks that have been playing over this past several weeks, we've seen that regression come. Is this the week that we see it for Joe Flacco? It's a possibility because we saw Joe, Jake Browning come back down to earth last week. Uh, you know, there was times where Josh Dobbs was looking like you know, a all pro quarterback before, you know, he, uh, you know, regressed as well. So I think Joe Flacco falls into that category. We'll find out this week if he can keep it up against the jets for at least your prop bet here, uh, Rod, hopefully not. But again, like you mentioned, you probably don't need a whole lot of offense in this game to win this football game here. Um, Chris thoughts on Joe Flacco underpassing yards, man. I almost
2: got here with the over and then I did some of the research that Rod was talking about, <laughs> Because I mean, Flacco's just been killing it, and I, I do kind of feel like this this line is probably, I think it's probably about where it should be. Like I could, I could, we don't have Russian like it's not a lot of Russian props out for, uh, you know this this uh this backfill that's in Cleveland. Um, so I'm looking at the number and I'm like, man, two twenty nine, two thirty. Like you know, Flacco could could potentially get there, but I mean, Rod kind of he he hit the nail on the head with some of these numbers. I'm not sure, like. The other thing is this, right? Like how how motivated do we think the Jets are going to be in this spot? What we've seen recently is that they have been motivated. like these these bad teams that have been eliminated, they have been motivated. We we just seen New England go into Denver and kind of, you know, like like throw things way off. We saw we saw uh the the Raiders um Kansas City last week, you know, going in and throw things way off. So it's like these teams that you know they're still competing. They're still you know being very very professional. So I think the Jets could be extremely motivated in this spot. I don't. The number to me seems a little too close. Like I, I, I like I said, I almost wanted to get there on the over because I do kind of feel like the on the on the on the Brown side of things. They while they have been uh, while while the Jets defense has been really good against the pass, the Browns just haven't been able to run the football successfully, which is which has led to Flacco. So I can kind of make an argument for both. Um, not 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 something that I feel like extremely comfortable playing the under on. I feel like it could go over. But uh, Rob makes a lot of great points right here for the over. I mean for the under. Chris, take us to player prop number one, man. What do you got? So other side, other quarterback, we have Mr. Trevor Simeon. I'm going with his passing at attempts over in this spot. Uh, the the number is a tad bit juice. I think the best number I think I saw was like minus one twenty five. But I mean, this one is pretty simple, right? You just look at the Jets. They they don't run the football. They're thirtieth in in uh, in in rushing percentage, and they they love to pass the ball. They're third. They have the third highest pass percentage at nearly thirty seven point five times per game. And Trevor Simeon hasn't been in there, of course, uh, for a lot of weeks. I think this is just this will be just his fourth start of the season. But those pass attempts just continue to go up. You look at Cleveland. Uh, you know, they, they, the one thing that they do and, and the reason the the, the the strong suit of their defense is to take away the rush. They're forcing teams to pass the ball at 30, 30.8, which is literally 31 times per game, which is the fourth most in the league. So I do expect this number is high and it's high for a reason, like 34 pass attempts is, is a lot in this spot. But I do expect, uh, you know, for, for this Jets team to have to pass the ball. In this spot, I don't think it's a spot where they're going to be able to come into Cleveland and establish any kind of rushing attack. So I think that if they are going to score and we're not expecting a lot of points in this game, this total is thirty five, thirty four and a half. So uh, those are the games that I do think they're the seven and a half point dogs also in this spot. So we do expect them to be playing from behind, which is another part of the handicap. So I do expect Trevor Simeon to, you know, be back there, uh, you know, fighting for his life, trying to get trying to get the passes off as, as many as he possibly can. And I, and I feel comfortable taking the number over 33 and a half here.
0: I have the same one as well. Uh, I'm not going to regurgitate everything that Chris just said that because he touched on pretty much everything that I was going to mention as well here for Trevor Simeon over on his pass attempts, right? I mean, last two games, or sorry, last game, 49 pass attempts mm-hmm. against commanders. Uh, but you also take a look what the Browns' defense is not allowing on the ground is what's really propelling these teams to having to throw the football um, uh, against the Cleveland Browns. So, You take a look just on the ground of the last three weeks. Jaguars 17 of 47, 17 of 38, and 13 of 56 last week for the Houston Texans. Not a a lot of success for these these teams uh, on the ground. Now you take a look at the past attempts over the last four weeks here. 37 for Matthew Stafford against the Browns. Um, Trevor Lawrence had 50. Justin Fields 19 of 40 and then last week between Davis Mills and Case Keenum. Um, they combined for 49 pass attempts in that game. And um, also the main point, or not the main point, but also one of the handicap is is that, like Chris mentioned, they are a significant dog in this game. So they are going to be trailing in this game. So I think that Brees Hall probably won't have a lot of success through the ground in this game against the Cleveland Browns. But you take a look at last week, what Brees Hall did through the air, he had 16 targets, guys. 16 targets in a running back half. That's Alvin Kamara numbers uh, in that first game that he had back 12 receptions in that game. So there's going to be a lot of dinking and dunking uh, going on in this game for Trevor Simeon and that pass rush trying to get to him, and it, it probably will. So um, yeah, I'm with you, Trevor Simeon. Over 33 and a half pass attempts in this game here as of my uh, player prop as well here with Chris. Uh, all right, guys, before we get over to the next um, round of player props for this Thursday night football game, uh, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. When bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any, bet to, for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off for your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, gentlemen, let's keep it rolling here. Rod, take us over to player prop number two, my friend. What do you got?
1: OK, fine. So if you guys are going to go with uh, with the Simeon attempts and and we're, we built this whole crafted this whole thing around it, I was actually heading that way anyways. And I'm going to take Brees Hall under 48 and a half rushing yards. This is at minus one ten on bet three sixty five. You want to talk about not running the ball? I mean, you've got one of the, the better running backs, I think, that it, in the draft when he was taken. And right now he's only got seven hundred thirty two rushing yards on the season last week he got 95 of them but before that 12 40 16 25 23 28 50 17 39 i mean what the hell is going on here like this is this is a good running back and yet he hasn't been able to produce more than what 20 yards in, 25 yards in in more than these than not in these games it's just insane to think so 48 and a half is is a pretty high total given what he's been able to do. And let's not forget, he's got a very stingy uh, Cleveland Browns rushing defense as well. They're only uh, allowing, what is it? A uh, hundred yards per game so far in, in the season. And uh, it's up there, 100.2. They're 10th in the league as far as rushing yards allowed. And that's just rushing yards in general. Over the last three games, 72 rushing yards per game. But to the uh, running back position, they're only allowing 78 yards per game to the entire position. That's no matter if that's two backs touching the ball, three backs touching the ball. Devin Singletary last week got 44 against them. Uh, uh, Roshan R- Johnson got 36 against them a couple weeks ago. Travis ETN 35. Uh, Kyron Williams kind of broke the mold with 88, but that's Kyron Williams. Um, and between all three running backs for Denver, they only got 124. Samaji Piran 55. Javante Williams 65. They've been holding these running backs to some very, very low, low totals. Ravens, one of the better uh, running teams in the entire league, right? Their running backs: uh, Mitchell only got thirty-four, Edwards only got twenty-four, Justice Hill only got seven. So we're talking about just like what you were talking about: the the team that throws the ball a lot, wants to pass a lot. That's that's their identity. Uh, they're not running the ball, and and because of that, Brees has been suffering. So. I definitely think this 48 and a half is, is now if his receiving yards, I didn't even look at his receiving yards because I just, I wanted to take his under on the rushing. So maybe somebody else has got the receiving, but yeah, this is definitely a spot where I'm definitely going low on this. Hey, look, that's two unders in a row for me. I think that's a record.
0: Oh boy. Unders, unders and unders. Um, yeah, I I think look for, it's really hard to sometimes jets offense. I mean, there's different guys that step up every single week, right? I know last week I may have been an outlier for this Jets offense, and again, I don't want to dig the deep knife into uh, Chris's back here because how bad the Commanders defense has been. But like last week was like the ultimate spot for this offense to have success because every single offense is having success against his Commanders defense. So um, I mean, we talked about it with Brees Hall last week. I mean, it was in an outlier because they were going up at the Commanders? It, it's a possibility, but in this game you know, where it's two teams that are pretty much at third string quarterbacks that the, the game that get in seven to three or 14 to 10 that gets under this total. It, it just kind of it, it might just happen that way. So I know Rod, look, he's he's he, he's not being uh, what were we called that? We we're not taking unders. And you guys keep on saying it every single week. Rod, was it? it
1: are we are we hacks or are we
0: uh... hacks? Was it? Yeah. No,
1: yeah. I, uh, I don't Chris, remember, what remember what it was.
0: It was hacks. It was hacks. All right. So, Rod going out with a bang for the last Thursday Night Football episode of the regular season not being a hack. Chris, any thoughts on this player, Prof?
2: Absolutely. I'm right there with you, Rod. I took this one as well. Um, and you guys know I love me a good under. And I think last week when we did the show, I gave out gave out some overs. And I, I don't, we, we didn't do a recap. But I, I didn't do well last, last week on the show. So, I do like this. Under, I think it's for for a lot of what Rod said. I mean, not not, not to beat the dead horse, because Rod did give out some really good numbers. And I was looking at Cleveland defense; they're actually a little bit better against the pass than they are against the rush. But they can do a pretty good job of kind of you know rushing the ball as well. I mean, you know, you you asked the question, you posed the question to us. Um, do we think last week was an outlier performance for for Brees Hall? And I would say yes. I mean, ninety five yards against the Commanders on on twenty five carries, and we talked about this, right? If you if you've been targeting this Washington defense, then congratulations to you. You have made yourself a lot of money, especially since the trade, right? Since you know, since the trade of uh Montez Sweat and uh, you know, um uh Chase Young, right? Both of those guys gone and that that rush defense, well, the pass defense has gotten worse, and they already didn't have much of a the rush defense has gotten worse, they already didn't have much of a pass defense. So 20 carries for 95 yards, like like Brad said, but before that, 12, 12 rushing yards against Miami 40. 16, 25, 23, 28. So it's I mean it's literally been what seven weeks since before if you if you take out last week's game. Also, I think it's something to to note that you see a running back, you know, go for 95 rushing yards. And what did, what did the books do, Rod? They immediately Justin back down with 46. <laughs> like, we know that was an outlier. We know that that's not going to happen again. And I will say, you know, this is something – this is a, a prop uh, – uh, the prop market that I really like to target, right? Uh, through, throughout the show, I've been cashing on taking these running backs against in these really bad, you know, uh, spots. And I think for Cleveland, especially with a total so low – Um, I looked at the weather for this game as well. We don't, it doesn't look like any inclement weather. It's like a 10, 11% chance of rain. So I don't think that's going to necessarily impact, you know, him having to rush the ball uh, even more, but the attempts aren't there either. Outside of the 20 attempts that he got in the, in the last game, uh, last week against Cleveland, he hasn't run for 20. He hasn't run the ball 20 times since week six, Uh, week five. I'm sorry, against Denver. And you, and Rod kind of mentioned another thing that I looked at when I was handicapping this was, you look at Cleveland's defense; they've really stepped up defensively against the rush. Like they haven't allowed a, a a running back to to rush for fifty plus yards since when? Since Week Thirteen, when it was Kyron Williams, uh, yeah, Kyron Williams. So yeah, I mean, th- this is a number that that I'll play confidently, even though it is you know a tad bit too low. I do think it's set that low for a reason. The books are they're not gonna you know put it at seventy five so people can smash the under. They want to make it you know so so people have to kind of. You know, gauge it, and I, I do feel like the the Buffalo defense steps up in this spot. Uh, like I said, it, it correlates a lot with the Trevor Simmons over his pass attempts as well. Uh, just look for the Jets and and Salah not to do what this what they should do, which is you know hand the ball to uh, you know a really good running back out the backfield. Uh, Chris, it goes with the player prop number two, my friend. What do you got? So that was player prop number two. I did oh, I, two I also, yeah, yeah. You said you agree I was with them as yeah, well. Okay.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That went over my head. All right. So there we go. Some, yeah. uh, some, uh, agreement for myself and Chris on the first player and then Rod and Chris, uh, agreeing on Brees Hall as well. So I'll go into player prop number two here. Um, I'm going to go with. The Browns tight end here, David Njoku, to go over 49.5 receiving yards in this game. And you take a look at what, number one, David Njoku has done uh, over the past several weeks for this offense, especially with Joe Flacco under center for the Cleveland Browns, right? So, number one, let's go look at the past. Let's just go to the past three weeks here for David Njoku. So, he's had 91 receiving yards, 104 and uh, 44 last week against the Texans. But I think the one thing that really sticks out to me is, number one, the targets that he is getting, right? So he's had at least eight targets in three straight weeks. He's also had eight targets in four of the last five weeks. If we want to go back to the Denver game as well. Nine targets in that game, six receptions, 59 yards receiving for David Njoku. Um, he's had at least six receptions in four of the last five weeks, including three straight games uh, for the Cleveland Browns offense. And... He's also scored a touchdown in three straight weeks for the uh, Cleveland Browns as well. And again, we talked about this um, Jets defense, right? On the ground, they're not uh, giving up a whole lot. Uh, But if you take a look at some of the tight ends that have had success uh, against this Jets defense over the past several weeks here, it sticks out to the page for me a little bit. So last week, the Commanders, Logan Thomas and John Bates combined for eight receptions for 50 yards. Um, Let's go back to the Texans game where I know in that game that the Texans were without their top three guys uh, as far as um, availability for the wide receivers. Right. So Brevin Jordan and Andrew Beck combined for four receptions and 61 yards in that game. Let's go to the Falcons. Uh, Kyle Pitts, four receptions, 51 yards. John Smith contributed two for 10. But we take a look at this Cleveland Browns offense. It's Amari Cooper. And then after that, it's been a crapshoot. But the, the guy that has stepped up has been uh, David Njoku for this um, for this Cleveland Browns offense. So not asking him to do a whole lot of, uh, of getting yardage here and nothing that he's already not been doing uh, for this Cleveland Browns offense. Um, he gets those, again, seven, eight targets again. In this game, he makes the most of it. Like I mentioned, at least six receptions in four of the last five weeks, including three straight here. So asking him to get fifty receiving yards here. Um, I don't think it's a tall order for a guy that's, you know, been having success in the offense right now with Joe Flacco under center. So I'm gonna go David Njoku over 49 half receiving yards in this game here. Rod, any thoughts on David Njoku?
1: Well, I've got my next prop actually involves him as well. So I guess we'll just roll right into that. If he's yeah, gonna get go that, I think eighteen of those, at least nineteen of those yards are gonna come on one catch i've got ninjoku's longest reception over 18 and a half at minus 110 my first over of the day you talked about his receiving yards but i'm telling you right now you look at his longs right or especially over his last three games with flacco getting hot 21 34 34 he's catching and running and doing everything he needs to do um, and he's one of uh, again he's one of flacco's favorite targets on the deeper balls on the you know being able to catch it and break away and and get some yards after after the catch but even on the season altogether uh, he's got a 23 yarder a 41 yarder a 26 yarder a 29 yarder so he's capable of breaking away for a, a decent sized chunk and if we're only asking him to get 19 yards on one of these catches again he's proven he can do it the last three weeks i think he can do it again this week. Um and and you have already broke down the the tight end position, what they were doing against uh, the Jets. yeah, the Jets have had a pretty decent uh, passing defense, but they are giving up some chunk plays to the uh, the tight end position. so uh, if we're talking about one of the better the the more targeted players on this team, I think it stands a reason that he's going to catch at least a nineteen yarder in there. so yeah, give me give me uh, one of the the main threats on this offense to go. And have a 19 yard catch at minus 110. That one's kind of uh, all over the place. So you can find that the number is the same, but, but the, the line's pretty much the same too everywhere else.
0: Yeah, I agree. Again, again, talking about Mark Cooper had a historical week last week against the Texans, but also like kind of flying under the radar has been David Njoku for this offense for the Cleveland Browns. Chris, you have any thoughts on David Njoku?
2: Yeah, this is my other one. Um, you know, so you guys both took one of my <laughs> took one of my props. But I mean, it, 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 everything makes sense, like you said. You know, like he, this is we we talk about the resurgence of Joe Flacco, and I mean, outside of outside of Amari Cooper, like you said, you know, this has been his guy, right? And and we, when we when we think back to Flacco, like leading that Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. team to to Super Bowl, like it was his tight end, right? Flacco is one of those traditional quarterbacks that really love his, his 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 security blanket. We talked about it. Throughout the entirety of the season, I also went through, uh, you know, just to kind of add on what you, you what you had said because I, I looked at some of those same things. Also, just went through and looked at this this defense because we talked about it being pretty stout against the pass, but against tight ends specifically. And and you might have mentioned a little bit of this, you know but uh, you know, they've given up. I'm looking at uh, the, 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 the the Jets. They've given up eight. Well, hold on, let me see the number. Um. They've given up uh, 69 receptions to the tight end position, which actually is, is not is not too bad. They, they would be right outside the top 10, but they've also given up 103 targets. So teams are continuing to target them, and uh, they're, they're, they're scoring touchdowns, and they're getting yards, uh, 644 yards to this position. And it's really just a force feed, right? Like, they, they're running routes for Njoku. He's a very athletic guy. He has a very wide catch radius, and, you know, being at home, um, I do expect him to be able to kind of, you know, get, get like this was this was the would be the prop, you know, in my eyes that that I think you could potentially all right. Like you could you could maybe take him up to 80 receiving yards in this spot for for some nice plus money. So I like I like Dave Njoko in this spot as well. Here we go. All right. So
0: that is player prop number two. And then Chris, that was your third player prop as well. I got to uh, mention to him, you know. Yeah, did I did get that. to my third one yet? I don't think I have. You did not. Um, you did not. Okay, so let me give him my third one here. it is gonna be Amari Cooper, but I'm gonna look at him to go his longest reception. Sorry, yeah, his longest reception over 21 and a half yards. And again, this kind of just goes back to what Flacco has been doing for this offense over the past several weeks. Um, and that guy that has been getting those long receptions has been Amari Cooper. Last two weeks, he had 51 against the Chicago Bears. Seventy-five against the Houston Texans, but we know that Joe Flacco loves getting the ball down the field and, and having those long passes. And maybe it's not, you know, it, it, we talk about the downfield threats on this team, especially at the wide receiving group. Nobody really jumps off the page, but it, that guy really has been Amari Cooper. And I don't, th- I think we talked about this uh, on the pregame show uh, with myself on uh, and Lante is that Amari Cooper has been one of the more consistent wide receivers. In the entire national footballing, that just doesn't get the spotlight, just because he he's just a guy that goes out and conducts his business and, and just racks up the yardage and 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 just does a lot of things for his quarterback that makes it easier to play that quarterback position on that on that team. Right. We saw what he did when he was with the Dallas Cowboys and the success that they had offensively, right now they picked up Ceedee lamb uh, after they, um, you know, got rid of Amari Cooper, but him coming over to this Browns team after he was with, I think it was with the Raiders uh, for a brief amount of time. He's been nothing but stellar. If I told you that he was sitting here with a total of 1,250 receiving yards, you probably would have thought I was crazy, but he's been doing that. And he's he's had great weeks over the last three weeks, 77, 109, 265. And he's been that guy that's consistently been able to turn his targets into – I think receptions, I, The I guess the, the conversion and what I really look at is when we talk about like that guys that get the targets and actually make the most of them because there's a lot of wide receivers and tight ends in the league that they're getting the targets, but they're not really turning those targets into receptions, whether they have bad ends or whatever the case might be. But Amari Cooper has been one of those consistent players. So long story short here, I, I've been a huge fan of Amari Cooper. Uh, ever since he's coming over to the Browns team, he provides a lot of uh, support to that wide receiving group and that quarterback position. But he's also a guy that can not only catch those sam- slant passes and uh, you know take it to the to the house or turn him into long gains, but he's also a guy that's a downfield threat for you know quarterbacks that do play uh, for this Cleveland Browns team. And I think it just goes to the fact that Joe Flacco has been that guy. And I'll quickly read off the numbers of what Joe Joe Flacco has done as far fall- as longest receptions. Um, sorry, longest completions ever since they did bring him over to the Cleveland Browns, and he's been that starting quarterback. So over the last three weeks, Joe Flacco has long completions of, let's see, so last week was 75 yards. That did go to Amari Cooper. Prior to that, 57 to uh, against the Bears. He had 41 as a long completion against the um, Jacksonville Jaguars and then 42 against the LA Rams. And I was not able to find the longest um, completion for Joe Flacco. So I went with, uh, I pivoted to Amari Cooper because I feel like he's that guy that's going to benefit from that long uh, completion from Joe Flacco. So Amari Cooper, over 21 and a half, uh, longest reception for me here, Rod.
1: You don't got to tell me about Amari Cooper. I watched him blow up against my fantasy team. So I am not in the championship match because Amari Cooper threw 46 points up uh, against my team. So, well, that, and, uh, you know, a lot of other things, but it was mainly Amari Cooper. So I harbor some bitterness toward him. I'm probably going to shut the TV off when he comes on, but, um, I can't, I can't. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be one of the major, and I know, I know, again, I know that it's not going to be a lot of yardage that Joe Flacco throws for, but most of it's going to go to him. Uh, yeah. a lot of it's going to go to, uh, and then maybe in a big chunk to Amari Cooper, because that's what he does. Maybe he'll be quiet for two and a half quarters and then all of a sudden blow up for a huge catch. So that's just the way Amari Cooper is. Sometimes he'll blow up on you. Sometimes he'll be quiet and then all of a sudden catch a big pass. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good, good gamble to make.
0: Chris, you mentioned an honorable mention here. Let's get into our honorable mentions for you to our touchdown scores here. What do you got?
2: Uh, I'm looking at Greg the leg, Greg the legs airline uh, kicker prop <clears throat> sitting at. Five and a half uh kicking points and the over is a tad bit juice a sort of like around minus 120, 125. Um, this dude's just been like the the consistent piece for 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 this offense. And we don't expect a lot of points in this game. Like I said, total 35, 34 and a half at some at some places, but we we if they can kind of keep the game from getting out of hand and, and and to just rely on that defense, then it does give. Uh, this this uh Jets offense a chance to, you know, potentially not be blown out earlier to the point where they are, you know, kicking field goals. I mean five and a half is literally two field goals, right? We just need this offense to be able to get down the field and, and to kick two field goals in this spot. Um I just go through and I kinda look back even at some of the uh some of the bad defenses that 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 uh he's played against that he's uh that what a bad defense is he's Definitely gone over. Uh, twelve kicking points last week against the Commanders. Um, that's, that, that, that was all pretty easy. Uh, Houston against your Houston Texans, you off twelve kicking points in that game as well. He he's been kicking fifty yards, uh, you know, pretty successfully. He's three for three in the last two weeks. But even when they played against the Atlanta Falcons, that was a thirteen to eight game, and they lost. They only scored eight points. He he he, he was he was accountable for for uh, for six of those, and it's only been one week uh, in the last. I mean, you guys can go through and look at the box score. One week in the last, what, nine weeks that he's gone under this projection of five and a half. So I see him at 17, 12, 7, 6, 12, 6, 12, 12. Only that one when they played against the Miami Dolphins, and that game was never a game from the beginning. Uh, He only had 13 kicking points in that game. But uh, like I said, as long as this one, you know, stays close early, I do think that, at least the Jets will be able to go down and kick, you know, two field goals when they're asking them to score a bunch of touchdowns. So I think Greg Deleg is a, is a good, uh, honorable mention in this spot The 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 hesitancy when I was looking at this was looking at Cleveland, even though their defense has been so good, they, they are not a good, uh, red zone defense. They're actually allowing teams to score 70% of the time in the red zone. We know that the, the, the one thing that the Jets don't do is score a lot in the red zone, but, they are 30th in in red zone uh score an opponent red zone scoring. So that's that kind of you know has me on the fence just a tad bit. But if I'm if I'm looking at Greg Deleg, I'm definitely taking this over here in this spot. Five and a half is kicking points.
0: Anytime that you see Greg the Leg uh going up against the Dolphins, just take the under, but anybody else, you might want well to just take the over with him. But you know, you you mentioned are right, you take a look at this game that has a low total of what 35 points in this game when you get into that area of field goal range or in the red zone, like you mentioned, Chris, that more times than not, I think Robert saw is going to end up taking the points rather than gambling, you know, and going for it you on know, fourth down, you know, at least early on, right? And yet you want to take points where you can get them. So I think that asking him to get two field goals here uh, when he's done it more times than not, uh, is definitely uh, not uh, not out of the realm of possibility for uh, Greg Zerline. Uh, Rod, any honorable mentions you want to throw out?
1: Uh, the over, under, on how many times I wish that this would be a different game. Uh, I, I'm sorry, oh, I already that- took the over on that. yeah, yeah I was going to say it doesn't matter. <laughs> Set that number on the high uh no I, I, I honestly what I found was what I found. I couldn't even come up with anything else I really like, and just like Chris said earlier, I mean we weren't even given any rushing totals for any of the the Browns running backs, so yeah. even the books are like, do we have to handicap this game like all right, let's give them what they let's give them the bare minimum that we could give them and then get the hell out of here so <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the only one that just popped up right now. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, Brees Hall's the only one there, but like you guys mentioned, nothing for the Cleveland Browns as far as rushing yards. All right, let's get over to our touchdown scores for this game. Gentlemen,
1: uh, Rod, you want to lead us off? <laughs> well, let's go back to Ninjoku because again, I, I feel it's like- only one going, I had too. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. They're, the Jets have only scored 19 touchdowns on the entire season. I mean, yeah. this is ridiculous. The 10 passing touchdowns, six rushing it just doesn't make any sense to me that that we're going to pick a jet to score a touchdown. Like you said, Greg, the legs probably the only points these guys are going to get all game long. Uh, so Ninjoku anytime plus one eighty. The first touchdown is at eight to one. I mean, he did it a couple of weeks already. Njoku yep. has, has scored the first touchdown for the game, let alone the the Browns. So I think he's going to get in the end zone for sure. So do the books. Well, that's why it's plus one eighty and. Why not take a chance on him to be one of the first touchdowns and maybe the last touchdown too? Honestly, if you want to sprinkle something on both of those.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we talked about it with David and Joke, He scored a touchdown three straight weeks, so he's at currently around plus one eighty uh, on DraftKings. Definitely shop, excuse me, shop around. Get the best number uh, for uh, these touchdown scores because they do uh, vary in some way. Oh, well, throw out their defensive touchdowns, uh, defense and special teams. I think we have two teams here. Uh, and two defenses here that have been playing uh, well below, or sorry, well above average uh, thus far this season. And you know, we talk about a game that has a total of thirty-five. You're you're maybe looking at a a punt return or maybe a pick-six, fumble, scoop and score. Uh, I think these defenses are more than capable uh, of doing that. So um, I agree with Rod, David, and Joku plus one eighty, and then uh, these defenses to or defense and special teams uh, to find the end zone five to one. I believe is what I saw the number for the Jets. Uh, sorry, for the Browns, it's five to one. And then for the uh, Jets defense, it's at eight to one. So, uh, yeah, those are the couple that I looked at in this game. Chris, um, player pro- uh, sorry, um, touchdown scores. That was it. That was it. You,
2: you Rod took one and you took the other, you know. Majoku, uh, I see him at plus 210. Uh, so, you, you know, definitely, like you said, shop around, get the best number. We talked about, you mentioned, you know, his tight end, uh, just his uh, receiving numbers in the the receptions and the the continuous tight ends for Njoku. So it's super public, of course. But the Jets have given up eight touchdowns to the tight end position, which is the second most uh in the NFL throughout this uh throughout the pretty much the whole season. So um there and then I was also gonna go uh Browns defense, you know, like I like yeah. you said I, I saw that plus three fifty. But um you know just like you said it's scoop and score. Trevor Simeon is coming come in to this young season and thrown, what three, three three interceptions already, uh, and just one touchdown. So one of those could go back to the house as well if he's not careful. Uh, all it takes is a tip pass, and this Cleveland Browns defense is more than capable of getting in the end zone. They have a couple uh, you know, touchdowns already this season, as do the Jets as well. So those are the only two ways I was looking in this game as well. Brees Hall, if you had to take anything on the opposite side, uh, he has, I think, three receiving touchdowns and, uh, you know, a few more than that rushing touchdowns. But outside of those two guys, uh, you know, maybe a jump ball where you see Wilson and Gary Wilson in the end zone. But it, yeah. it's too hard for me to take my hard earned money and place it on anybody but the Jets to go on the road and score a touchdown when I have no idea who it's going to be. And, and it's just not a lot of consistency there. So, yeah, you, I mean, you meant, Rod mentioned that, what,
0: 19 total touchdowns for the Jets. I'd be curious to see how many they've scored on the road and how many touchdowns the Browns have actually given up at home uh, because if you look at the numbers for the Browns on the road, they're I think they're averaging like – I can quickly look this up because I know a shout-out to um, our Golf Gambling Podcast producer, uh, Cam, who's been absolutely just taking the over – In um, road games for the Cleveland Browns and then just taking the under in their um, in their home games because the numbers are just astronomical. So let me quickly uh, pull it up here and just kind of put into perspective because it kind of does tie into our uh, touchdown scores for this uh, for this game. So the Cleveland Browns on the road this season are seven and oh to the over averaging about 54 points per game. Um, and them themselves are averaging 26 points per game at home this season. The Cleveland Browns 6-1-1 and to the under uh, with a combined final score of 33.6 points per game. And they're only giving up 13.1 points per game in that span. So and again, if you are looking for some betting trends here, we'll throw that out there extra the Browns at home this season, 7-1 straight up, 6-1-1 one and one against the spread as well. So uh, definitely keep that in mind if you're going to be betting something outside of player props here uh, for this Thursday night football game. Well, leads us to, guys, our best bets uh, for this Thursday night football game. Last one of the year, so hopefully we can win it, uh, end it on a winning note here. Rod, no pressure, but lead us off, man.
1: Uh, no pressure. Uh, then I'll take Hall under 48.5 rushing yards. I Again, I don't think that the Jets are going to be running this ball. I think that they're not going to have an opportunity to run this ball. Uh, I feel like they'll get down a couple of touchdowns early and that that'll be it. I mean, and and by early, I mean the third quarter, because let's not, let's not face it, guys. This is not going to be a very interesting game, but even seven points to these guys is probably going to be down too much. So, and, and Brees outside of his 95 yard, I mean, he's probably still running against the, the commanders right now, but uh, <laughs> outside of that, he is not necessarily produced well. Um, and, and 48 and a half seems like a pretty high total. So give me the under 48 and a half for Brees Hall minus one ten.
2: Love it. Uh, Christmas bet. We're going to go. I want to go with Rob best bet, uh, Brees Hall under, but we'll go, we'll go Travis. I mean, we'll go over his past attempts. Uh, you know, if he throws the ball 38 to 40 times in this spot really would not surprise me because that's what Salah likes to do. He doesn't like to hand it off to the running back. And this defense is really, really good on at home. Like you, you mentioned, you know, if they're going to force, and if game script goes as we think it will, they will force Trevor Simeon and his offense to uh, at least pass the ball. I'm not sure if it's going to be completed, but if they can string along, you know, a couple possessions, uh well, a couple you know, first downs on multiple possessions, then I think we easily go over this number. The only thing that really, uh, you know, uh, kind of alter, like, like factors into these player props going, these pass attempts going under is when the offense is just so bad that they can't even move the ball. And then they only, you know, end up with like eight pass attempts in the first half because that yeah. that has happened a couple of times this season as well. But I do expect them, you know, I expect Trevor Simeon to, to you know, to be able to pass the pass the ball in this spot. I'm not sure if he's going to get his passing yards, which is also set really low. But I, I am pretty high on his pass attempts to go over to 33 and a half here.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think Simeon was probably the favorite uh, of my as far as a best bet here. So I'm going to go Trevor Simeon as well, over 33 and a half pass attempts or everything You know that we did talk about here on this episode. I'm not going to recurge everything. So best bet. Trevor Simeon, over 33.5 pass attempts for me. Which, last but not least, let's put together our prize picks entry for this Thursday night football game uh, between the Jets and the Browns. Again, if you haven't already signed up for an account at prizepick.com, make sure you use that promo code SGPN. You'll get a 100% 100 deposit deposit bonus of up to $100 on your first deposit. Um, All right, so... I don't see past attempts listed just yes just yet on Prize pick so we can't go there um I think I will throw in David and Joku's receiving yards number which is sitting at 50 and a half I'll go more on that Rod uh what is one that you want to throw out here for our prize pick entry?
1: um well I guess we could put uh, the Njoku touchdown. I know that they probably have that listed as well.
0: Rushing and receiving. Yes, they do. So we'll throw in David and Joku. We'll go more on that. Uh Chris, you want to go with Greg the leg, one and a half field goals yes, or you want to go another round?
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. No, Greg the leg. Let's do it. I was just about to say that. We you read, you read my mom, you know.
0: There we go. All right. So we're gonna go David and Joku double dipped, uh over. Uh, sorry, more than 50 and a half receiving yards. And then David and Joko to have a rushing or receiving touchdown in this game since he's done in three straight weeks. And then we're going to go with Greg the leg, uh, Greg Zerline, kicker for the New York Jets to have more than one and a half made field goals. That's, Power play of going 3-for-3 at $100 entry will get you $750 in return. So the the key for us is going to be David Njoku finding that end zone. Hopefully it's like a 50-yard reception for him uh, that will uh, knock out – Two birds with one stone for our entry here for prize picks uh, for this Thursday night football game. Gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the Thursday night football game. Last game of the NFL regular season between the Jets and the Browns. Rod, anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here?
1: No, sir. Just uh follow me on X at RJ Via Gomez. There's a link in the bot. Everything I got going on. Still got props going for Sportsbook Review. And then of course the F1 gambling podcast. We're back. We have some uh some win totals that we're talking about. Uh it's championship odds over there as well. and then NASCAR still going every single day. Uh in fact, if you if you flip over to NASCAR here in about an hour or so we're going to go live again we're going to talk some NASCAR news and then we're going to sneak a little bit of a uh, special uh underdog in there for you so there we uh, go haven't told the bosses yet but I'm sure
2: they'll forgive us
0: <laughs> Chris anything else my man
2: nah man like uh like um like always just you know bet responsibly enjoy the games everyone this is the last Thursday uh like you said you know if and ride but um yeah. Enjoy the games, man. Definitely. You know, if you want to find all my work, you can find me over on Twitter at crispy captain, two ps two ends outside of NFL. Also doing NBA, bunch of work there daily show 5 p.m. Eastern time for anybody that wants to tune in. But, uh, you know, enjoy the last Thursday night game. Hopefully it's better than we expect. That's all we can pray for. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we cast some props as well. <laughs>
0: There we go. Yeah, last football game uh, of the Thursday uh, games, at least, or Thursday night games, I should say, uh, for the NFL regular season. So enjoy it. Uh, we'll be back, oh, as usual, later. Happy enjoy birthday, Brian. Brock
1: Purdy. Happy birthday, Brock Purdy. Sorry. Happy birthday, go. Brock
0: Purdy. Let's um, throw that in there. Hopefully, though, your friends got you some strippers and cocaine to forget about your performance on <laughs> Sunday. Uh, but, hey, uh, this is your time. Uh, to redeem yourself get yourself back into that MVP conversation but happy birthday to uh Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers um yeah just just goldfish memory just forget about that game Brock Purdy last week it's just one regular season game got bigger fish to fry uh for the rest of the season and in the playoff run um we back this friday uh for our weekend player props as we usually do so uh check out us then that is an episode you want to tune in for because we're going to be doing something different and special and maybe we'll be throwing in some giveaways as well we'll tweet out uh when we do uh schedule that time for friday so you guys can join us Uh, so look out for us then till then good luck with your bets let's break these books off and let it ride